Remember the Office. The American one that's clearly better than the British one. Remember the best character. Yeah, Creed. The cryptic weirdo who works in the background. In one episode, Pam asks everyone to write a New Year's resolution. And after learning that Ryan wants to live his life like a work of art, we see that Creed's space on the board has been left empty. Pam asks him to share his resolution, and he responds, I want to do a cartwheel, but real casual-like. Not make a big deal about it, but know everyone saw it. One stunning, gorgeous cartwheel. You guys know we all have this. This urge to do something impressive, but, like, be super chill about it? That's a wheelie to me. My Creed cartwheel is a wheelie. Later in the episode, Michael decides to help Creed achieve his goal. And after one half-assed attempt where Creed, I guess, puts his hands on the ground and throws his legs up in the air like some sort of donkey kick, he declares victory, exclaiming, Yeah! I did it! The perfect cartwheel. That's all I had to do all year. Well, <laughs> that's kind of what happened here. On today's Do It or Else, I challenge you to pop a wheelie. Do you buy your thumb at us, sir? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thumb at us? Fun, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over. If you wanna, wanna, wanna go ride. If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over. Hey, and welcome to the Do It or Else podcast. This is the weekly challenge podcast where we challenge ourselves to participate in some very life-enhancing challenges, and we're going to report back to you about our experiences, and this is a podcast about two friends that just want to stay in touch. I'm Dustin. And I'm Ryan. Hey. Hey, buddy. This week's challenge was pop a wheelie. Popping um, wheelies down pretty, the street, down the sidewalk. Pretty fun little simple challenge, not overly important, right? Yeah, we had a, uh, I think we had a, a little easier challenge. You had some travel uh, vacation days. So Yeah, man, I took some vacation days. Thanks for the time off, boss. Oh, yep, no problem. You got yeah, a, a double, though. <laughs> oh, no, not a double. Yeah. My Working poor podcasting today. feet can't handle it. <laughs> yes, because podcasters use their feet for everything. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that about podcasting. I think I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there about like what podcasting is, mm-hmm. but you have to do it standing. That's an unspoken rule is that you have to do it standing and you have to put your mouse and keyboard on the ground and use your feet to record so that you don't hear any click clacks near the microphone. Pro tip. I think a lot of people think we're just sitting in comfortable chairs staring out the window, but that could not be further from the case. You think you know, but you, but have, you have no, no idea. idea. This True is life. the diary. Oh, the diary. <laughs> <laughs> this is the diary of Chris Tucker. Um... So, Yo, man, so I was with Jackie Chan in China, and let me tell you, they love him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went on vacation. I went to New Orleans, Louisiana. It was terrific. I saw an old 
pharmacy museum? Have you have you been down there? Uh, once for a wedding. Okay, yeah, everybody goes for a wedding. Um, I used to try and like live down there. I've I've attempted it twice. I never never took. You but, were uh, working I, in a pretty like in a restaurant scene while you're down there cooking, right? Dude, I did so many things. So I yeah, I had one job at this restaurant, uh, Petit Grocery on Magazine Street. I was like, I did a stage there. I didn't really work there. Like I tried to work there and realized I wasn't good enough, or I didn't think I was good enough. Uh, I think they offered me the job. I can't remember. I was a I was a doorman at Gasa Gasa. That was like one of my main jobs. Uh, which is incredible since I'm a five foot seven guy. I'm not really intimidating for a New Orleans door. And then I uh, was a carpenter for this dude, and I'm a terrible carpenter, but I was like an, a carpenter's apprentice. And I was a music teacher at a summer camp. And that's wow. all within like two months. I did like I like every day would just go find a random job to do. And none of them. Wow. None of them were really good. What was your Um, favorite of the ones you didn't like? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I liked being with the kids, but that it was exhausting. That's why that like I I just couldn't keep the stamina for that. Um, I liked doing the carpentry, but I was bad at it. Um, Like I had no skill for it. I'm terrible at that sort of thing. And then the doorman was like really fun and cool because I got to meet cool bands and like like people who are like actually famous now were like coming through that club early on um and you know like talk to girls and stuff outside of the bar but you know I don't know it was kind of menial work for me it it wasn't interesting so none of it I guess it just wasn't right for me (laughs) but you didn't work on your trip there you no 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 family right yeah my brother's down there with his nieces Courtney and I went down there we had a great time uh, I didn't do and, the traditional like run around drink all night New Orleans trip. Like we were in bed by eleven every night. Yeah, I mean, just exhausted by the children. I imagine not many tourists like drive in like their side alleys trying to pop wheelies over and over again. Yeah, I don't know that that's a common occurrence, especially since the roads in New Orleans are so terrible. When horrible, uh, horrible. You roads. say terrible, like they're all the cobblestone type roads or like is that where your brother lives or are they just like crappy roads they are crappy roads as some people know like that city is built on a delta and the ground underneath it is constantly moving and you can't build anything permanent um Mm -hmm. so yeah the roads are really bad they're not i don't think they have cobblestone roads anywhere there maybe they do like jackson jackson square or something like that but yeah it's all just crappy pavement then huge huge potholes that they all have to deal with all the time but uh, yeah, bad roads, good people, good food, good music. I had a great time. We went to this pharmacy museum, though. That's what I wanted to tell you. And dude, it was terrifying. Pharmacy is terrifying. Like yeah, uh, right. We're talking about like a pharmacy museum that is going to tell me everything I've ever wanted to know about people that stand behind a counter and give drugs, or like were they something cool before? That's all they did. Well, it's just people behind the counter give you drugs, but also 200 years ago, those guys were making the drugs and performing various sorts of medical treatments. Um, just like we were talking about with Kellogg, I don't know if you remember, but Kellogg got his doctor's like certificate or whatever in two years just by following around other doctors. Okay. So none of this stuff was like really well thought out. 
So there were just like all these medicines that are just like pure mercury or something like that. Like all these oh, just like sure. horrible solutions. So people have real problems. Um, it made the Kellogg thing really like apparent. People have real problems that they're dealing with. And the doctors at the time were just throwing anything at the wall to see if it stuck. Mm-hmm. And Kellogg was like, maybe we should just be more healthy. So <laughs> that was that was eye-opening. How was your week, man? Had a... Um... Pretty decent week. We went to the Georgia football game. Go um, You know, I I spent most of my time trying to fix a dryer. I saw um, this on Instagram. Tell me. Yeah, I'm on I'm I'm on Instagram working on this stinking dryer and all the stuff that I've read through like the troubleshooting and the info I could find online and on YouTube. It was like. It could be one of these three parts. And it was like, buy one part, the most common solution, which was like a thermostat, and put it in, doesn't work. Doesn't work. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, buy an ohm meter, which is like an electronic meter that checks like the amp, uh, not the amps, but the resistance. The ohms. Electricity, the ohms, that's correct. And uh, check those, and it was looks like there was a heater the actual heater was out oh geez uh, and then i went to do that i cut my hand and then i found a, a, another part that broke so it looked like everything in this one section all just like blew up at one time and I what happened just... you get like struck by lightning or something no i don't know what did I you fix know. it is it fixed not yet Gosh. i liked watching those videos did making those videos make it easier for you to fix the dryer or harder Harder, because I would. It just took a lot longer, I guess. <laughs> right, but you knowing, know? but knowing you, probably made doing the work easier. Knowing you had an audience. Yeah, I guess it was just fun. <laughs> it was fun, and it was like, okay, once I start, uh, it's like take a little video, show what you do, throw it up. Next step, so it's like okay, over the next, I don't know, thirty minutes or so. Forty minutes, I was just taking little vids, throwing them up there, unscrewing a screw. I cut my hand, bled that a little cut bit. Looked, that cut looked pretty bad. It was not as bad as it was. Like, you can go... It's not as bad as it was. <laughs> you can go into, like, the first... I think it's still up, but the first... I'll just try and save it, and I'll throw it up on the highlight. Oh, but yeah, yeah, make I'll, it a, I'll, make it a story. Yeah, well, let's just check it out. But what I did was like I must have just barely made it it was like a paper cut that's how fine it was so it must have been like something really fine on the the edges of the the dryer somewhere like on the insides of the dryer so yeah. it could have been just a really fine piece of metal that nicked me and you can see it slowly like get redder in some of the other videos before I actually notice that it's like oh shoot I'm dripping Oof. it's like wow Oof. but I couldn't feel it it was Man. crazy Oh, shoot. You know what I could feel, though? What could you feel? My taint getting slammed on the bike seat over and over again while I was trying to do a wheelie. Ooh, baby, right? Gosh, <laughs> they need to make a, a biker taint pad. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to get into the wheelies now? You want to learn a little bit about wheelies? Dude, talk to me about the wheelie-o's. Give me a bowl of wheelie-o's, please. Ooh.
Hey, man, you got uh, oil on your chain, air in your tires? Are you ready? Yeah, man, I'm ready. You want to learn about popping a wheelie? If you if you could educate me, I still, uh, I feel like there's a lot to learn about Wheelio, Mr. Wheelie. He was Italian, right? He was a Wheelio? Yeah. Yeah, a, um, a wheelio yeah we're going. <laughs> Dude, you did it. You got it back to the Mediterranean right there. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Right there, right we're, at the top. We're back to ancient Greece. But I said Italian. <laughs> well, that, uh, like whatever. I said, they're both in the Mediterranean. Like, both Bo- count is a good place to start. I need to get my 23 and me done. I bet I'm Greek. Yeah, I bet you are. Just totally. Um, I'll tell you what, though. This story is going to start at a different time. It's going to start like my most recent ones, turn of the century. Turn of the century United States. So, let me set the scene for the basically the Neil Armstrong of popping a wheelie. So when you're talking about Neil Armstrong, our first man on the alleged moon. Yeah, not Lance um, Armstrong. Not Lance Armstrong. N- who has a lot to do who- with bicycles. Yeah, he's a different kind of uh, bicycler. He's a cyclist. Yes. He rides on one ball. <laughs> yeah, no, wheel. No, two. Mm. Ah. Shoot. Okay, scramble that. <laughs> no, so I want to tell you about the the basically Neil Armstrong of trick bicycle riding. His name is Dan Canary. Dan Canary, turn-of-the-century trick bicycling? That's right. Dan Canary, turn-of-the-century trick bicycling. When was the first bicycle invented? Like, I couldn't imagine it being that that old for people to be doing tricks. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Tell me. This is I don't know anything about this. I'm excited. (laughs) So, yeah, this is this guy, Dan Canary. Bicycles were... I don't know exactly the first bicycle that was invented, but they were invented, I think, in the 1870s. 1870s, um, all right. Or okay. in like the the late 1870s, at least they be, became common enough where this guy, Dan Canary, he was a telegraph messenger, and he was like a paper boy, and he bought his first bicycle from a guy in Connecticut, in his town, Meridian, Connecticut, who like was too scared of it because at the time... Bicycles. Are you talking about the big wheel ones up at the front? And That's the tiny right. Wheel those the were back? the first ones. So those are he, called. Oh, wait a second. You're telling yeah. me Dan Canary, David Canary, Dan Canary, Danny Canary, who? Dan Canary. Dan, Ca- Dan Canary is riding around as a bike messenger with stuff on his back to deliver to people on one of these huge wheeled bicycles. Yeah, this dude is kind of a badass. Um, he, oh my God. he buys this off a guy when he's like just like a teenager because the dude is too scared of it because the, uh, the the bicycles are, we know them as like a penny farthing, you know? You always penny imagine farthing. the guy with the big mustache on top of these bikes. And I learned what that meant. Do you know what penny farthing means? No. Like what, what is this I've, referring to? I've heard it, but I thought it's like some type of British money. Like That's a, exactly right. Oh, okay. So the penny is a penny. Okay. And a farthing is an even smaller coin. And I looked it up. A farthing is a quarter of a penny. Okay. So it's a quarter pence or whatever. So it's it's just meant to signify that the the penny is the big wheel and the farthing is the little wheel. And it's weird because the little wheel is in the back. 
And the pedals are affixed to the front wheel. So you ride directly like a unicycle almost, just with that back wheel to balance you out. And these things were big steel like contraptions that were like terrifying for most people. Whose idea was to make it that big? Like why were they like you you know what you need you need a five foot tall wheel. Like. There's a good there's a good reason for it, and it was because uh, road quality and like where you would ride the the these the bigger the wheel, the more stable it became. So that's kind of the reason why big fat bicycles, fat tire mountain bikes are becoming big because yeah, that's becoming really popular because you get way more stability, um, and especially with a steel wheel like they or wooden steel wheels, they weren't running on rubber tires at the time, so. Yeah. So the bigger the wheel, you need bigger the wheel, more stable the ride, I guess. Maybe they bounce a little bit, they give a little bit more. Yeah, and you got to think if you're running over a pothole, uh, the smaller wheels just like think about when you're riding on a skateboard and you hit those small cracks, you can go flying. But if you're on a big wheel, it just rolls over it. You get more stability out of that. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So he gets one of these, and he becomes like instantly a whiz kid on it. Uh, He starts winning bicycle races. And then he realizes that he can do, yeah, he realizes that he, yeah, can you imagine those races? Then he realizes he can do tricks on them. Uh, And he starts like selling out like uh, roller rinks uh, full of people watching him, I guess, destroy the floor on his giant penny far thing. Uh, It was called an ordinary bike. I think that's what everybody referred to it as at the time. An ordinary bike. I like those like turn of the century things like a girl's school at the time to like become a teacher was called a normal school. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so this is an ordinary bike. I like Come see Dan Canary on his ordinary bike. Absolutely, yeah, keep going. So he could do all these wild tricks. Like he could he could um, like lift up the back wheel and just ride on the, the main big wheel um, if he wanted to. He could actually just take the front wheel off and ride it like a unicycle, just kind of standing on that giant wheel. Okay. He could apparently like turn the bike upside down on the ground and then do some sort of flip move to get up onto it that everybody freaking loved. He would balance it on bice, on, on like on books, and he became world famous very quickly. He traveled the whole United States and Europe. Like they loved him in Paris. Come see Dan Canary fornicate with a French woman on his bicycle. I think yeah, that's basically exactly what was happening. I don't know. Like it didn't. I couldn't read anything about his love life. I wonder if like he was a Mac. He was. I saw some pictures of him. He was. He was pretty good looking. I, but, I, uh, mean, I mean, wouldn't you automatically be more good looking at the time just by having a bike and being one of these essentially a daredevil? Like you are. Yeah. So out there for the times, right? You're making your own. What? Yeah, he's the, he's you know. Johnny Knoxville. He's Steve-O. For sure. But he's he evil Knievel. never fell, I guess. Maybe he did fall starting out, but, you know. He's like a Houdini. He's like a... Right, it's like, the same time, right, as Houdini. Um, it's, it's just that era where I think if people were enterprising enough, they could just take a new technology and build a life out of it. Yeah, and I think that's probably also... <laughs> you know a, a signifier in the the economic boom that had happened recently it's like all of a sudden you've got a lot of people with more money and free time a fairly easier life comparative like to a couple generations ago at the early 1800s 
and now there's like a recreation class and people are making shows so people right can to entertain so can, these people people got extra money to see weird shit yeah you're right and so dan canary is one of those weird shits um he like a, he's a pt barnum <laughs> All on it, his own. I was thinking about P.T. Barnum a lot because it's so akin to the trick horse riding that was really popular in the circus. Yeah. And I didn't realize it at the time, uh, as a child, I'd rather, but like P.T. Barnum circuses were like one of the largest businesses in the country. He was making so much money and the shows were so big, you know, 20,000, 30,000 people were under these tents at once, these massive tents. It was like the biggest crowd anybody had seen. So Dan Canary is kind of playing on that same charm from P.T. Yeah. Barnum. Yeah. You know, people didn't have television. So this is like, this is good, good te- uh, entertainment. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> All good? Yeah. So his biggest stunt, though, was he rode one of these ordinary bikes, a penny farthing, down the steps of the U.S. Capitol. Whoa. Yeah, cool. which which apparently was like not only just difficult, but on a steel giant steel wheeled bicycle down the steps, it was like incredibly dangerous. Um, so he got really really popular for doing that, and then he claimed that he was going to do it down the east steps of the Capitol, but the police sh- oh, and he was going to do it on just one wheel. That was like his big trick. And I, you got to think about it, there's no flywheel on these bicycles, so the They're pedals direct. have to go. It's yeah. a direct right into the spoke. Uh, the pedals are going. So if you're going really fast, you just yeah. got to keep pedaling, which is pretty incredible. A giant fixed gear. So yeah, but he became. It, yeah, it allows him to have. Down. It allows him to have uh, more control at slower speeds, which is probably how he can balance so well. Um, you know, if you're trying to get a picture of this thing, think a unicycle, and how a unicyclist can kind of go forward and backwards just by wiggling the pedals just a little bit you know right pretty pretty neat (laughs) exactly so that that big trick down the steps that happened in 1884 and i I think his popularity was waning a little bit but he was still like making a living being a a bike rider at that time then on the scene in i think it's 1890 a new bicycle appears and this bicycle what rubber wheels so yeah, so the the we've gone from the ordinary bike to now the safety bike, and this is the bike we all understand n- as a normal bike to now. It was considered okay. a safety bike because it wasn't as dangerous to ride. You weren't as high up in the air. Your feet could touch the ground while you were riding it, which made it super safe. It had rubber tires. It wasn't as heavy as the other bike, um, but it was chain driven, and the chains apparently sucked early on they said it was like riding on corduroy weird yeah so you've got uh for i'm sure everybody understands but the pedals now become in the center of the bike not affixed to a wheel and the chain runs to the rear tire and spins that so the bike can move forward right Mm -hmm. um but they got a little bit better and in 1890 uh while in niagara dan finds one of these things and everybody's kind of afraid of him at the time. Like these bikes, they don't work very well. He gets on one and immediately is like a whiz on this too. It doesn't really, I think the guy just had incredible balance and he was like very brave. So he hops on the bike and I'll read here from the, tri- the Tribune it reported. 
He performed the feat, then regarded as impossible, of riding on the rear wheel with the front wheel elevated. Mr. Canary believes he was the first rider to perform the feat. So he's the first dude to pop a wheelie. Cool. Dan does it. Dan pops a wheelie. Um, and it becomes super popular. He becomes like the poster child for this bicycle. And, you know, the, the safety bike became, of course, the dominant bicycle in the world. Everybody has one now. Everybody learns to ride one as a kid. And that's all thanks to Mr. Canary. Dan Canary. Talking about Wheelie Crockett. Wheelie. No, Wheelie Sprocket. It should be Ooh. Wheelie Wheelie Sprocket. Sprocket, King of Papa Wheelie, like that. You want to do that? Well, should we just do Dan We Dan Daniel, Dan Canary Daniel? No, oh, yeah, Dan Canary, King <laughs> of a Papa Wheelie. Yeah. That's it. Okay, ready? Okay. Dan Dan, Dan, Dan Canary. Canary. King, King of, of a Papa, Papa Wheelie. Wheelie. Oh, boy. We did Great. it. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Okay, buddy. So we went out there. We had to pop a wheelie this week. The rules were simple. Pop a wheelie. See how far you can ride it. How many pedals you can do. How'd you do, champ? I did okay. Uh, I have two bikes at my house. Um, I've got my commuter bike, which is just like a single speed bike. And I tried to do a couple wheelies on it, but there's just no way I could like get the front wheel off the ground. Um, Does it have gears? No, it doesn't. So it's just a single speed. And if I wanted to do a wheelie, I'd probably have to be going really fast and then just jerk and lean back really hard and know exactly where that sweet spot is to balance the bike. But yeah, that's I, not what you want to do. I'm nowhere near that. So I used my wife's bike, which is a like a 24 speed commuter bike. Um, it's got her basket on there and everything. Oh gosh. It, so like, it's <laughs> definitely so not like the <laughs> most like aggressive. It's not a mountain bike. It's a, it's a, it's a solid bike, but definitely not made for doing wheelies either. Um, so I just played around with it in the road for maybe an hour. Right. Maybe. How'd you do? I mean, uh, did you get I it up? Had, I had, get it up. Classic. I got Dustin. it up, dude. I got <laughs> you it up. You got it up. Move. Mm, but I got it up. Yeah, it was. I got it up. You got it up. I got it up. But I didn't get it up as long as I thought I was going to. I was like, how'd All you right. do? I I got maybe if we're di- measuring distance, um, I, there was one section. I, so there's this tree that fell uh, during a storm like a maybe a week ago. And okay. it's been laying across our uh, neighbor's curb. Um, and it's kind of like I was using it as my measuring stick while I rode basically and I could do half the tree like the top part of the tree it was maybe 15 feet it was put it in the sixth gear and I pedaled maybe three full revolutions so six foot pumps if we're talking like pistons so six piston strikes of the pedal 
Um, right. I, Eat one one foot pedaled three times. Your right yeah, foot went three down full three rotations. times probably, right? Yeah, three yeah. full rotations. So um, you could say it was six pedal strokes. But right. it was this only this one time after many, many failed attempts. And, dude, I tore up my butt in my tank dude. like it's just because i you to, ride a bike regularly yes i do but so you have some of that because like a lot of people know that if you don't ride a bike for a while it's pretty bad but your body somehow gets kind of used to it yeah that's it's like riding a bike yeah it's like riding a bike but uh how are you feeling now oh god i just fell on that seat so many times it just hurt but you did it. You you completed the challenge. The challenge was to pop oh, yeah. a wheelie and and pedal it. I it, it just really humbled me because I I was like, oh yeah, I can do this, no problem. And it was hard. And I got scared a couple times because I thought I was gonna fall and hurt myself. But it was it was it was fun in the the struggle. In like I got super sweaty um, and just trying to do a physical challenge like that yeah it was really physical right just the doing it oh doing it one time is really nothing but doing it 30 times like really worked like my back started hurting really bad back your shoulders and then like when you fall forward you jostle and you shake and your butt gets hurt uh tell me about your ride uh my ride what's going on here sorry somebody was calling me say that line again tell me about your ride my ride was very similar. Um, I should set the stage a little bit. I have been dizzy now for 15 days. What? Yeah. Um, I mentioned it to you like subtly in the record last week, but something is wrong, and I am really, really dizzy. It's bad. Um, I like am able to live my life and everything, but... I must have gotten an ear infection at the lake or something on Memorial Day. And now I haven't had a chance to go to the doctor just because my schedule has been kind of nuts. I've been out of town and <laughs> I've been really, really dizzy. So I went into this. Um, I feel like at a pretty big disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ryan, that sounds <laughs> awful. What? Yeah. It's been it's been really terrible. Um but you Holy know, shit, man. Okay, well, stop so, recording. We're what? gonna call nine one one. Yeah. Oh no, no. Courtney, Courtney is adamant that I need to go to the doctor. But my sister in law, who's a doctor, when I was down in New Orleans, she was like, "Oh yeah, you you need to go to the doctor." But she like wasn't like mandating that I go to the doctor. So I so felt she, kind of okay about it. Yeah. So she's under the impression that it's an inner ear. It yeah, and I've become issue. under the impression that that's what it is. I mean, it could be a lot of things. I don't know what it is. I don't want to dwell on it. I am going to go to the doctor today. Good. But uh, <laughs> So I go out there uh, last week uh, while I was still in Atlanta to try this this stunt, and I had a similar experience to you. I, I realized how to do it. Like So I have a mountain bike, which is like the perfect vehicle for this. Maybe a BMX bike might be better, but a mountain bike is really good for popping a wheelie. You set it at a middle low gear and you just crank it with your strong leg. You just push real hard down and that brings the front of the bike up. You don't have to actually pull the bike up with your arms. It should just fly up on its own, I realized. 
So I could get the front wheel up really easily over and over. And I was just kind of like a bunkin' Bronco. Bunkin', bunkin', bunkin' Bronco? Bunkin' Bronco. You got some bunk bunk beds for your bunkin' Broncos. (laughs) So I was a bunkin' Bronco uh, just out behind my apartment. Bunkin' Bronco eating brunch. Ooh. Ooh. And I could get it it, uh, up really easily. And then pretty quickly I could start pedaling with it. Um, it was really easy for me to get like one pedal in. And then I think I just got scared over and over cause I was so dizzy and the landings became really difficult. So mm-hmm. getting the bike up wasn't the problem. Was, the problem was setting the front tire back down and not like crashing into something or falling. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like once I got the, the front wheel off the ground, I couldn't keep, I wanted to try and keep that front tire straight because anytime I started like if I started to lean to the right, my hands would lean to the right and I would, right. I like couldn't control the front end of the bike. Something in my brain wasn't letting me like turn the front handlebars, the direction I wanted them to go. It was like, Oh no, I'm going, I can't stop. And then exactly. You have to hit the brakes and try and not, not fall over. So it's funny. I got to the exact same level that you got to. Cool. I could do three full pedals, which was like maybe two, three car lengths. Like not nothing. Um, I, I I never felt like I yeah, maybe got twenty to feet. A sweet spot. Right. I feel similarly frustrated. So my dizziness. I, I needed to quit. I was gonna hurt myself because I was getting tired. Uh, then I went on my trip. I intended to do some uh, after I got home from my trip, but Courtney and I are moving and needed to find a place to live. So we spent the whole weekend trying to find some place to live. Um, which yeah. we achieved. Yeah. Oh, hey. congratulations. And guess who's not moving to the suburbs? You're moving to Marietta? I was going to, but now I'm staying in Atlanta. I found a house in East Atlanta that I love, that Courtney loves. Uh, it's got a big, beautiful yard, so I get to stay in the city. So that's the really best, best news of the week. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Cool new neighborhood to pick up trash around right yeah exactly well dude it's such a clean quiet neighborhood i'm super psyched about it we're very excited i'm very happy but, for um, you. so hopefully i get my dizzies fixed um what i really wanted to do and if i find some time i, I like to ride my bike but if i find some time i want to go to like a soccer field and try this in a soccer field because i can take a hit in a soccer field i'm, I'm willing to fall oh yeah um, oh, in yeah. some grass so oh, yeah. that's my plan that's my cool. plan going forward, but I would say we both uh, we both did it. There's nowhere else this week. No, nowhere else, and there's never been an or else, and there's never gonna be. There might be else. one of these. We might not. We might not achieve it, and then we've got to figure out what or else is. Well, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna actually have an or else, we really need some challenges that are difficult, and maybe our friends out there, if you're listening, send us. A hard challenge topic. We got we got an interesting topic from a listener. Uh, they said to um, go buy a plane ticket, like the cheapest plane ticket, the first one leaving, something like that, and go. Is that on how a day plane trip. tickets work? Well, I think you can go get like a standby ticket. It's like, are there any last minute tickets available? And you can, I guess, get a cheap ticket somewhere and just end up in Savannah for an afternoon kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, well, that's going to cost some money, something I don't have since I'm moving right now, but I am down to do that. Yeah, so um, that like that challenge. Like there, that one. You, like that one. I really like that one. Um, if you got challenge ideas out there, folks, 
hit us up at the girls pod you can do that and uh please i think uh speaking of challenges speaking about ideas i got an idea for this week's rating let's rate this challenge let's rate it baby and move on our wheelie down the street of life to Dan, the scale. Dan, Daniel Canary. Sprocket. Oh, Dan Canary. Wheelie. <laughs> All right, Papa let's rate it. Wheelie. Every week on our show, we pick a new challenge, and every challenge is unique. Like you were talking about before, Dustin, it's your turn to rate the challenge with a custom rating system. What is it? The custom rating scale is unique for each episode. Every episode is different from the last, so we can't use the same scale. It's just not fair. Okay? Mm, it wouldn't be right. Wouldn't be prudent either. Wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't be prudent. Hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> Lockbox. Uh, <laughs> I forgot who that was. That's George Bush Sr. Yeah, Dana Carvey. Oh, God. Off SNL doing George Bush. Wouldn't be so, prudent. how many George Bushes? No way. <laughs> would really? you rate this? <laughs> no. Uh, it's it's uh, the canaries that go down into the coal mine. Okay. Oh, canaries in a, Dan canaries in a coal mine. Let's say we've got 10 canaries in our coal mine. And as we're going down, we're, we're searching for treasures and... We find a room full of gold and jewels and like pirate treasure. Um, but we release wow. a booby trap and release a noxious gas. How, oh, no. many, how many canaries would die in our cage if we raided this scale? Um, okay. I'm, I, if that I wanna, doesn't make sense, right. there's so something I've, wrong I've, with you. I, for some reason, have brought 10 canaries into a gold mine. A noxious gas has been released. How many? How many survive, or how many perish? How many die? And I'm guessing the the more that perish, the better it is. Yeah, the more that die, the better it is. <laughs> That's how potent of a gas is released from the booby trap of the wheelie treasure. Okay. Well, this was basically. Uh, four dead canaries. Uh, only four canaries died in this. This is, was a, a below-average experience. Um, I'm sorry those little birds had to die. If I weren't dizzy and I had more time, maybe this could have been a seven. Because I, I feel like if I was just, like, scooting on down the street with my front wheel up, waving at people, like, this this could be all those canaries could have could have passed away. Um, but as it is, only four. I'd go I'd go five dead canaries. I think I think we could if we continue this for the next for like the next two months, if once you're settled, every night you just went out, got a few pedals in, rode around your street, popped a few wheelies, in in no time we we'd be doing that. We'd be riding not maybe not taking our hands off and like waving at people, but we'd be able to ride and balance and you know. It have feels a, very a, much just like a comfort thing, right? Like it's finding uh -huh. the sweet spot, and then once you find it, 
it's like walking on stilts or something. Like once you figure it out, you're pretty much done. Yeah. Or like skiing or skateboarding. Like it's a balance activity and, uh, your your inner ear is very important for that so fix your <laughs> ear go to that doctor yeah but i think i think we could do a lot better if we just stick with it and isn't that the theme of life that's, folks that's the thing with all these challenges yeah just stick with it i'm done with this thing i'm done with this though. <laughs> I, I think i might keep trying to do it once my ears fixed because i like riding my bike so i want to be able to do it uh but i say that about everything um all right dustin you ready to pick next week's challenge let's pick it all right dustin it's that time to decide what are we doing next week on do it or else this is going to be one of the harder challenges, I think. Okay. Um, don't be scared. It's it's nothing like dangerous or you know. It's it's not that bad when I when I tell you what it is. I'm but nervous. Ooh. Since you're since you're moving, you know, and you're you're going to be kind of it's going to be a busy week for you. And I know money's tight. I am challenging you. To take your significant other on a date for a budget of eight dollars. <laughs> eight dollars. Okay. okay. $8 what, what, what has to get? What has to get done in the date? Okay. Um, you have to have an activity. Okay. Or series of activities. It has to be an activity or activities. Um, but you know, I mean, first, I guess we got to classify what a date is. I guess. I mean, really. It could be with a friend. It could be with a lover. It could be yourself, maybe. The the $8 budget is the main thing. Yeah, go out and have a full door-to-door experience for oh, yeah. $8. Oh, yeah. As creative as you can be, how can you use some of that precious recreation time? Because I think that's what this this uh, podcast is really, I'm realizing, is it's about making use of the free time that you have that you've traditionally, you know, spent on, you know, movies, Netflix, video games, your phone, whatever, and you get out and you're going to do something. Okay. Um, Sounds terrific. $8 budget. Go on a date with a friend or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your Z friend, um, yourself, your dog, whatever. $8. $8 date. Okay. I'm game. Hopefully Courtney's game. $8 date, baby. <laughs> All right. I like it, man. Well, good episode. Uh, where can people find us? People can find us on Instagram at Do It or Else Pod, and you can also send us a little snail mail God. through the interwebs. It's Avoid not those snail spider mail. webs to Do It or Else Pod at Gmail dot com. <laughs> snail mail coming our way through you check the, the email. I've never checked the email. Have you checked it? Oh, I check it all the time. Okay. All right, we'll keep sending Dustin emails, guys. And you and know keep what? Checking out the Instagram. Maybe, maybe next week we'll we'll try something else for y'all. Little listener inclusion. Maybe we'll set up a call in line. Oh, you can leave us some voicemails, some oh, snail voicemails, some tiny voicemails. Okay, and we'll announce that on the Instagram, like the phone number or something. Yeah. Okay, that sounds fun. Let's do Check it. Check it out. Maybe, or else, maybe we'll we'll do that. 
do it or else. Call yeah. in line. All right. See you next week. I'll tell you about my date. Yeah. Bye, right, everyone. Buddy. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure to check us out. Subscribe. Five-star reviews only, please. You only. Know, I'm sure there's an aspect of this show that you think is five stars. and Maybe other parts are one or two or less than five, but ignore that part. What are you talking about? This is the greatest show ever made. It's the greatest show ever made. Do you want to do the song as our outro? Dan, Dan, Dan Canary, Canary, King King of of the the Papa Wheelie. Oh, yeah. King of the Papa Wheelie. Dan, Dan, Dan Dan Canary, Canary, King of the the Papa Papa Wheelie. Oh, man. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Bye. Love you.